I laid my body on the cool wood floor, covered up with a blanket, and prepared to die. Metaphorically, that is. Corpse Pose's ten-minute rest always soothed my stressed-out nerves, and for once I didn't feel guilty about the indulgence. My to-do list was blank, Serenity Yoga's phone was silent, and I had a whole blissful hour between clients to do my favorite activity, practice yoga. Even my eclectic Greenwood neighborhood seemed uncharacteristically quiet, lulled by Seattle's rare afternoon sun. The residents of the apartments above the yoga studio were off at their day jobs, the alcohol-addicted patrons of the block's two dive bars slept off their Jim Bean breakfasts, the soccer moms shopping at next door's upscale Finneywood Market purchased the day's supplies in unusual silence. I wiggled my toes under a Mexican blanket, covered my eyes with a blue satin eye pillow, and inhaled deeply. The ooey-gooey smell of Mocha Mia's chocolate caramel cake wafted from across the street and filled my nostrils with a sweet, toffee-scented bliss, my all-time favorite aromatherapy. Paradise. Simply paradise. I released my weight into the earth and silently coached myself, exactly as I would one of my students. Okay, Kate, feel your body relax. Notice the random fluctuations of your mind and... A vicious snarl ripped through the silence, startling me out of my catnap. I sat straight up, eye pillow falling to the floor with an undignified thump. What the heck? When had a dogfighting ring moved into the neighborhood? A dogfight was the only plausible explanation for the commotion outside. Bursts of deep, frantic barking were followed by high-pitched yelping, all punctuated by the peace-shattering sounds of angry yelling. The phrases I could make out confirmed my suspicions. This had to be a dogfight, albeit one-sided. Control your dog! Get that vicious beast out of here! And even a simple, what the hell? I closed the door between the yoga room and the studio's lobby, hoping to block out the intrusive sounds. Snarls, shouts, and an occasional ear-piercing shriek continued to reverberate right through the wall. Undaunted, I imagined that the sounds were merely clouds floating across my mental horizon. Most of those clouds were dark and ominous, like the deep thunder clouds preceding a hailstorm. But every so often I heard a soft voice, more like the fluffy clouds of childhood summers. I couldn't quite make out his words, but I could tell that the speaker was a man. From his tone, I assumed he was trying to calm beasts, both human and animal. It wasn't working. Neither, for that matter, was my attempted meditation. I'd obviously have to shift tactics. I tried drowning out the clamor with low, soft chanting. Then I increased the volume. But even as I belted out Om Shanti, my favorite mantra for peace, I felt my jaw start to tighten. My fingernails bit deeply into my palms. My shoulders crept up to my ears. An entirely different mantra began pounding through my head. Don't get me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. A series of yelps and the words, I'm calling the cops, zapped me like a cattle prod. I leapt from my mat and stormed across the floor, determined to put a stop to that infernal racket. I hurled open the door and came face to face, or rather face to snout, with the source of the commotion. Not more than five feet away from the studio's entrance stood a paunchy, dark-haired man and the biggest, skinniest, meanest-looking German shepherd I had ever seen. 
Don't get me wrong. I like dogs. I love them, in fact. It's their human counterparts I could sometimes do without. But this frothing beast was no Rin Tin Tin. A long line of drool oozed from its mouth. Its sharp white teeth glinted in the sunlight, and its wiry black topcoat still stood on end from the prior scuffle. The dog was obviously rabid. I didn't recognize the man standing next to the frightening creature, but I did recognize his activity. He worked as a vendor for Dollars for Change, a well-regarded local newspaper that published articles about homelessness and poverty while employing those same homeless individuals as salespeople. Ordinarily, I would have welcomed one of their vendors outside my business. If nothing else, supporting the paper demonstrated yoga's principles of kindness and compassion. But this was not an ordinary circumstance. 